You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into Tuesday, a cold Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904 is the number. If you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning, X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. If it has to last, it has to be tough. with the elements year after year. Uh, when it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine from great southern wood. If a project stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head on down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure treated to pine. The lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Signing date is tomorrow. Uh, so uh, be a lot of nervous people tonight. Uh, if you can't get a hold of somebody or whatever that you've been able to talk to, it's been committed. So uh, hopefully they'll get pen to paper in Alabama and we'll get everybody that they want. Uh, good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. For our listeners, uh, generally in the month of December, we have a mixture of, of football and basketball fully well, knowing that football sort of takes the, the spotlight because of the bowl games. And, um, you know, it happens to be a most of the time football shows down here throughout the Southeast more than basketball anyway. Uh, today, uh, besides Kevin, we have uh, a Barry Switzer. Uh, if you have some age on you like I do, uh, you know what Barry did? He was terrific out in the Oklahoma area and won a lot of games. And uh, he's sometimes he's very good on our show. Hopefully he'll be decent today. I decided to do that because we're going to have a basketball guy on tomorrow. And Barry could be on today. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it'll be okay. Uh, they've already talked about the Seahawks last night. Uh, Carson Beck is going back to Georgia's quarterback. Might be of interest to you. The Daniels kid who got the Heisman Trophy is not going to play in the bowl for LSU, which is a, probably of interest to you. Uh, Alabama and Arizona play tomorrow night. It'll be at 10 o'clock our time on ESPN. Um, Alabama got an edge rusher from uh, the state of Mer- uh, Missouri, uh, Deshaun Ross, who's supposed to be a, you know, if you like stars, I think he's somewhere in the neighborhood of a four-star uh, tonight, we have four basketball games in, in the SEC, if you're interested in that. Uh, Winthrop plays in South Carolina. South Carolina hasn't played a real tough schedule, but they've really done a little bit better. And probably a good schedule for them because uh, they, I think they're 8-2 and two or something, 8-1 and one or something. And Troy plays an undefeated Ole Miss team who got some big kids to the transfer portal and are uh, somewhat better than they were on their schedule is. They won a couple of close road games, and they also beat a good Memphis team at home. Western Western Carolina plays a very poor Vanderbilt team who is probably going to be 
struggling in our league this year. That that game's it. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's six o'clock. If you like, and probably the best game, or at least the game that that uh, the bigger guys are playing in Florida and Michigan are playing uh, at Michigan. This ESPN game is six o'clock tonight. So if you want to watch basketball, that would be it. Um, outside of that, uh, I don't really have anything. Welcome your calls. Uh, they coach uh, gave a lot of descriptions yesterday in a press conference. We don't have any of it. I, I checked, uh, but uh, George Hilo, uh, who's in, came in from Michigan, is he talked about that? Talked about what he talked with the players, but didn't say, say it was not public. Um, so he just you know, expressed that they had always gotten somebody from another team when they played in the bowl. Never has been announced. Anyway, it wasn't a press conference was fine, but it was a general run-of-the-mill press conference, I guess. Maybe some various heard that I didn't. So that's about it. We welcome your calls. If, if you decide, uh, I, I, can, I can give, uh, I think I can give today. I looked at it yesterday. I have it this morning. Uh, a blue, another blue play seems like we want another one, and if we do, I'll I'll try to come up with one. Uh, I I did give um, uh, the game with uh, Arkansas with uh, excuse me, uh, who did I give Kentucky and uh, and Clemson and I picked Clemson in that in that game. I think four points or something was that game, but I, I could give another one today if if we need to. If one on here, I think and I like pretty well. That's it. Uh, here's another thing I don't really like about this age of college football. Uh, Dylan Riola, uh, I don't have a problem with him. Kept mitt Nebraska. His daddy was a uh, an All American, I believe, at Nebraska. This kid's uh Played in high school in Texas, Arizona, and then this year just moved to Beaufort, Georgia, and played over there. So he's uh, evidently the number one pocket passer uh, in the country. Has flipped um, and gone. He committed originally to Ohio State. uh, Then he went to Georgia, and now he's going to Nebraska. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, if Carson Beck is coming back to Georgia, the kid was not going to start anyway. Uh, so he could go to Nebraska, try to start his freshman year, see how it goes, and then there's never any penalty if he wants to say, yeah, you know what, I did good. I'm just gonna... now, now I'll go to Georgia. <laughs> Carson Beck has gone on to the pros. For these guys to be able to just go in, if you redshirt him, he can still go, uh, to be able to just change schools so easily, you know, um, and I get that he, uh, he says he has Nebraska in his blood and all that, but it just doesn't, I think if a guy makes a commitment like that, they ought to at least have to stay two years or they can't just jump around. So if he goes there and does really well, he can leave if Nebraska's not doing well. And then I, I thought Chip Kelly, uh, made a good point. We talked about this, uh, Expansion all really should only be for football, for these other sports to be traveling all the way back and forth across the country and doing all the things. I really think that we have messed up college sports uh, with this well, conference alignment. Transfer rule is, in a, is right now is, is in the air, uh, trying to get uh, things rescinded and fixed, and uh, it's very confusing uh, as to what they're going to do with the transfer rule. The transfer rule is terrible. 
you know, as far as setting an example for, for kids who, who have to stick with things that they do throughout their life. And, uh, you know, they, you've got some football teams. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think teams at the bottom of the leagues, too, like the Vanderbilts and other places, I'm not going to name them all, uh, just going to struggle for forever. So it, it's uh, it, it's complicated, and, and uh, we'll just see anyway. I think if you go, you got at least a two years. At least you know you got the guy two years. Uh, but be able to go any time and trying to rescind this, you can transfer as many times as you want. Uh, just, I don't know, it just, it kind of takes away my interest. In, you know, you got Vanderbilt's quarterback, now he's going to LSU. Yeah. Uh, you know, South Carolina, they can get guys in the portal because they have a great, home atmosphere there, but they can't hold on to the guys they got because they're not good enough to win a championship. So those guys go elsewhere. Guys that are wanting to play in a great atmosphere and play in the SEC, they can get some guys. And then you got, it just doesn't seem right that Lane Kiffin can get on X and poke fun at Mississippi State because they just he just took one of their players. Uh, for a guy to be able to go from Mississippi State to Ole Miss, <laughs> just, I don't know, it just doesn't. Well, you look right. at Mississippi State's football schedule next year, you'll you'll feel sorry for them. It ain't good at all. Now, at least at least the Florida schedule, I've studied them a little bit. They've got more of the games at Gainesville. It doesn't always mean anything at all now. But Mississippi State's schedule, I think, is, is pretty bad. Yeah, I just think, yeah, if you want to do it for football, fine. But these other programs who play so many more games having traveled these kids across the country to me it's just stupid it's stupid all right get to the yellowwood uh hotline and get bryce in good morning bryce hey barry yeah who do you think we missed the most on the basketball team from last year's team brandon miller no i know you was gonna say that you're gonna I say betty Brandon Miller's only exactly num- he's only number two pick in the draft well, I understand that, but I'm just talking about overall. We, we, you're not going to be able to replace a guy like Brandon Miller. I'm talking about the one, the key piece that we missed the most would be Betty Ako. It's hard to find a seven foot shot blocker. Well, we got one from North Carolina who shoots threes, uh, who's six eleven, who get, who they beat North Carolina on, and he's out shooting threes. So I don't, I don't he is uh, hadn't played inside and dunked the ball. Uh, but you do have one that's there. Well, I know, but you, but Bayako uh, was getting better. He and and well, those I guys will get better too. Yeah, is he playing? Uh, is he playing uh, G lead or is he playing? Oh uh, yeah, team? I think he's got one of those two way contracts where he can go back and forth. I think he can play up to fifty games with the NBA team. Um, so he, I think he's making half a million dollars. Uh, with the Spurs, oh, awful! The Spurs are awful. Wouldn't wouldn't that have been a smart move for us to pony up the money and keep him for another year? Do we got somebody? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that you. I mean, I'm sure they tried to pony it up, but uh, they ponied up money for a guy from North Carolina. He's the same size. No, uh, you just got to. Yeah, he is. You, you got to have more bulk. Uh, you got to just have two guys with more bulk. The law pass is the big key in well, that ta- game. You're talking offense. Well, he's talking defense. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about him shooting threes. We're talking about him defending the rim, uh, which are kind of two different things there. But, I, you know, he didn't have enough bulk to guard the paint. Uh, I don't think the kid from North Carolina does. We're, we're getting beat in the paint, you know, and I think that's 
one of our weakest points so far. However, uh, did Greg Burns uh, did he interview Philip and uh, and Joe for for the coaching position? No, I mean these guys they kill me. I mean they they get, they got all the answers, but you know I'm not going to say anything about Nate Davis's coaching. I think he's doing a good job. I just think these guys need to play more together in jail. Well, don't tell and, me the guy from North Carolina can't be a shot blocker. I don't give a crap what you say. I'm not saying he can't, Coach, but I'm just saying right now. Yeah. It it would be nice to have Biddy Akada. Okay. To to be. uh, I don't think uh, they realized that he was going. I I think it caught him a little bit by surprise. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think they got shocked a little bit. I don't think it did neither. But, Coach, I'm with you. I think they'll be a lot better and tougher in the league. for playing this schedule. Well, the league is not sure, the, the teams like, that they played to start the league are not, not that tough, and Alabama's better than they are, and Alabama's going to win those games, I think. They do have to go to Mississippi well, oh, State, and, and, and that, that's no big deal. Oh, well, Mississippi's care. record looks good, but I don't see anybody that, that just off the – Well, you league need to get in the league and let them play, and there are eight teams that are better than the other six, right. and so that that's where I we are in it. And a lot of it depends on injury during the season and, and where you are with your basketball team as far as those who you think played well in the non-conference games and don't play so well in the, in the conference games. So let me, let me tell you something. In, in a game of football and basketball, there's always a team that's picked good that's a disappointment. And there's always a team that's picked poorly that's a surprise. Always. That's correct. That's correct, sir. And, uh, and I'm with you. I think that this helps them – get ready for the league, and it did last year. Yeah. I mean, these guys, uh, uh, like I said, Philip and um, and Joe, they killed me, Barry. That you tried to tell them what was going on, and then it, they just, they had all the answers, you know? Yeah. You know? But yeah. I'm not going to uh, say anything about, nobody's qualified to say anything about Coach Oates except your uh, coach. Well, that is right. Uh, see, they can, can block shots, but they, they're not. They're going, but those guys block them off the ball. They don't have anybody with bolt that can defend, so they're going after those guys and posting them down in there uh, and just driving them under the rim. Uh, so they're not getting shot blocks off the ball because they're scoring so deep in the paint on them. Alabama's theory too is to outscore you. They want to win the game by yeah. outscoring you. So. Yeah, and, and that's the way they're built. And I, and I agree with you when you say that, Coach. But these these other guys, <laughs> they got all the answers. I mean, I, I'm not qualified to be a coach. You are. Coach. I ain't, I ain't got no answers. I just watch them play and make a comment. I have no answers. I don't coach anybody else's team on this show. Well, it's I know it's you a tough schedule that they play. You, you just, I wouldn't play... Uh, Purdue, uh, Creighton on the road in Arizona in three straight games. There's not probably three teams in the country that could win those games. Uh, so well, that, that, that's true, Barry. But I bet they didn't have no other choice, or, or they would have spread them up. What do you think? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what the, what went into how why they had to be scheduled that way. I'm sure they would have preferred to sprinkle them in, but. Uh, Anyway, it is what it is. Thank you, Bryce. All right, we got to get to break here. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. Uh, if you want to drop off there, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851, Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give them a call today, 205-391-0034. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on 69 northbound at Martin Road in Northport. You can expect delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well, but if you see conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns and Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. There will be no meeting between Kentuck and Northport officials today in an attempt to find a way to keep the nationally known arts festival where it has been for 52 years. Instead, Tuscaloosa City Council will vote tonight on a memorandum of understanding with Kentuck to apparently move the arts center and festival to Tuscaloosa. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Weather cold and dry today. Lots of sunshine, the high 49. Tonight, another freeze, clear with the low at 29. Then for tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 54. The high Thursday at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 27 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I think Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Going to build the last only one choice to use, and that's Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Good. Okay, how are you? You know, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, you brought up uh, Chip Kelly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and his press conference the other day was talking about the, I guess you titled uh, his press conference uh, a portion of it, State of College Football. And uh, and I thought what some of the things that he, he brought up were very interesting and, and doable. And, uh, and I think it would help the situation. But I don't know. Uh, uh, Gary Harris pointed out yesterday, when you get down to talking about revenue sharing with these, conferences then you're gonna run into big problems. And uh especially with the SEC, you know, they're dragging in that big check every year down in uh Destin and uh they're not gonna to want to cut into any of that with anybody else. So uh that's a problem. But you know, I, I was thinking about this and I wanna get y'all's take on it. You know, all this stuff started, Barry and Coach, uh when the NCAA lost that lawsuit with Ed O'Bannon, wouldn't you think that everything really started deteriorating at that point? Well, that was a long time ago when yeah, they lost Yeah, I know, but that, don't you think that opened the door for the deterioration of... Uh, I mean, I think it kept the talk going and trying to figure out a way. Uh, maybe they should have 
acted uh, sooner. But, That's I, don't, what I'm but I don't know. What, what, what could they have really done? It, it, whatever they did, when you start letting these athletes make money, you see what – whenever you make a rule, and Dad can tell you this better than me, coaches always find a way around it or how to get right to the edge of it. So you make a rule, and then they figure out a way to make the rule work best for them. So when you start paying these guys, it's like this NIL – Look at what it's turned into, Tom. You finally get the NIL, and then they turn it into collectives and all these other things where we're giving these guys money before they even came. That's what the NCAA knew would happen. Well, I, what, I was going to bring this up. Uh, <clears throat> I think the O'Bannon case started a, a discussion that the NCAA did not like. True. And uh, – and and uh, when 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 they saw that the road it was going down, I think they said to heck with it. You know what? We'll just blow the whole daggum thing up, and we'll see <clears throat> how you like that. And, and I think they do it from the perspective of, you know, we only do what the members want us to do. <clears throat> and I think that that's something to think about. The NCAA is made up of members who dictate what kind of rules they're going to play by, right or wrong. Right. And so now the members don't like the rules and everybody is like blowing everything up and, and now we got a mess on our hands. Yeah. Well, uh, you got a mess. I, I think they knew what would happen with the transfer rule. Uh, but Jay Billis is of the world, you know, and then they started saying, all right, we'll do it case by case basis. And then, you know, so then you start doing that. So then you give one guy eligibility and the next guy can't get it and they can't rule fast enough because they don't have enough people with all these appeals coming at them there's a lot of problems there but uh but they knew is this how nil was intended tom what's going on now no it was not yeah. it was not and i think alabama uh the hierarchy in the athletic department interpreted in nil appropriately but nobody's listening to appropriate. You know, your dad brought up something yesterday, and I think it's at the very heart of all this crap. Everybody's got a grievance. You know, it don't matter where it is, sports, politics, uh, family. It don't make a crap where it is. Everybody is in grievance about something. You did this to me, so by God, I'm fixing to do this to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody thinks about what is the good of the good, you know? Yeah. And, and he brought that up. I got to thinking about it, and it's the blame truth, and that is what's governing us on every aspect, even in sports, the grievance about it. You got something that I don't have, and I want it. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, and you take this, uh, the political side of it, and you're never going to change either side's mind. You're just not. That's exactly right. So you can That's try to exactly get right. blue in the face, but it ain't going to happen. So, anyway, all right. Thank you, Tom. All Thanks, right. Tom. Uh, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tony in. Good morning, Tony. Tony. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, Coaches, have they, um, and, and they might have, I might have missed it, have have they released next year's SEC basketball schedules? Do we know what no. Texas and Oklahoma are in? Okay, we don't. No. I can't tell you how they're going to do it. That's what I was going to ask, Coach. What do you, uh, you can do it. They're going to do it like this. Instead of having five teams that you play, you said basketball, didn't you? Yes, sir. Okay. Instead of having five teams that you play twice, they're only going to have three teams that you play twice. 
so Alabama's would be whoever, Auburn for one of them, and two others. That's a total of six games. Then they're going to take six games, and they're going to play those six games on the road. And those those six teams are not going to come to your arena. And then they're going to have six games at home. They're going to be the only conference in the country that stays at 18 games. ACC's gone, moved, Big Ten's gone, moved up. Pac-12, uh, uh, excuse me, Big 12 has moved. So that's the way I'm supposed to have dinner with the guy who's doing it next week. But that's what they're going to do. They hadn't announced it yet, but it's six, six, and six for a total of eighteen games. Now, that means you play everybody, right? Yeah, you play everybody. You play everybody. It's not a fair. It, it's with sixteen teams, very difficult to get. You know, yeah. of the three teams that you that you get to have, everybody can't have Kentucky for a draw. You know, they can't. They it's it's complicated. Now, the following year. Do those six teams you played away, will they come to your place? Yeah, I would say yeah. you would just flip yeah. it. It'd be a two-year yeah, cycle. Flip, you'll flip it, and st- you'll stay with your three teams. Now, if they look at it for the sixteen-team schedule, if they don't like it, then they could go. This here's what they do now, real quickly. They have three. They have three permanents and then two added for a total of five, which is ten games. Now, this year they have Florida and Tennessee who are added to Alabama. Um, Vanderbilt got a real break. At, uh, Vanderbilt, excuse me. Uh, Auburn got a real break. I can't yeah. think of the second team, but one of their one of their two that was added to them is Vanderbilt. Well, that's going to be two wins. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah. what he just described over a two year period, every school will come to your home, and you'll go to everybody's place yeah. over a two. Right. Year good, it's a good question. You're. It's a good question you're asking. And unless yeah, you, I. Um, I I'm into scheduling all been all my life because I'm very careful with my hours, and uh, hours was and not, I don't want to go over what you said, but what you do here's what you do when you start basketball. There's one goal and one goal in mind, and it's the only goal, and that is to have a team that's good enough to play, but in the NCAA tournament to see who goes to the to the final four. That's all you do. How do I get into NCAA? Now, Alabama is going to get in probably with these losses because if if they were to be close to other teams, they're going to say, what a schedule they played. Let's put them in. And they, and they may get in. May, they'll probably get in on their on their own ability. But uh, I think it, 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 even though the schedule is hard for Alabama now, it, it's got a couple of pluses as well. Well, Coach, um, putting your uh, – let's put the history hat on. If – if you knew this schedule was coming up, would you schedule like Coach Oaks has this year, or would you? I would personally space them out. I, I don't think I could play three top five teams or six teams or ten teams three weeks in a row. Well, Oklahoma uh, and Texas but, are going to be. Is this going to change his mind? No, I don't know. Oklahoma, uh, Barry, Barry, uh, when we were at Little Rock, Porter Mosier, Barry, Barry says to me, "We need to get Porter Mosier to come on our staff," and we did. He's the coach of Oklahoma. They're good. They're going to play North Carolina next week. Or this week they're nine and zero. Texas is good. They, they're not great, but good. Um, so I, I don't I don't know how good they are compared to the rest of them. Probably just as good as some of the ones here. So um, I, I would just study my schedule to get my my record where I had at least a shot to get to the NCAA tournament. That's all I that's all I wanted to do. Get to the tournament. Yeah. 
uh, coaches, is it hard bringing the guys up after a three-game skid, uh, even if they are highly ranked? I mean, well, the but, guys – I don't know. I'm telling much. y'all, you know, now, these kids are older. But, uh, habit, I mean, losing's habit forming, too. And, and you can't get complacent with losing. And I, I, I've heard a lot of fans talking about – I mean, they, it, it, to me – it seems like a lot of people's okay with the way they've lost because it's more of a moral victory because of who we played. But I don't know, Coach. I, uh, I was I, I would say I'll this to you. I'll team. let Barry answer that because Barry worked for a lot of different coaches rather than we, he and I worked together two places. But I would say to some degree, not Barry may not even agree to this, to some degree uh, it will affect their crowds a little bit. Not, maybe not the student yeah. section. But I think it will affect the the, the fan who doesn't understand who they who they've lost to, and it may affect their crowd. Now, as far as getting them ready, Barry can make a comment on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think they'll still draw for the big games uh, once you get football out of the way. But I do think you coach your team differently after losses. Uh, You're harder on the guys. You get after them a little bit. Sometimes you have to pat them on the back, not lose their confidence, but. I do think it's uh, losing three in a row. You start to get down on yourself. You start tweaking lineups, mm-hmm. and and you start dealing with guys' psyche a little bit. Well, you need a wins. Uh, wins always help the locker room, Tony, yeah. as you know. Uh, yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I, I do think it can take its toll on a team, and you can lose your confidence. Yep. Uh, and then when you start losing close games, uh, it starts – like I've got a team right now that's won every close game we've had. So we – right now, we think we're going to win every game where Alabama's probably afraid right now that what's going to happen down the stretch in these tough games. And, I agree. And, yeah. Yeah. Tony, Tony here, here's the answer. It's according to how you lost. Now, last year, Alabama turned the basketball over a lot. They're not turning it over near that much this year. But if you if you're let's just forget Alabama anybody if your team didn't play hard if your team was complacent for me I mashed them I mean I got their butt straight I changed lineups I mashed them hard but it also is how it's it's how I lost in my mind I don't I don't have to tell them that but it's it's how if we got beat on the last shot and we played our guts out okay but it, yeah. I think it's how you lost yeah thank you Tony. Well, all right, y'all have a good good week. All right, uh, got to get to. Uh, I'm sorry, Tony. Call back anytime. Just got to get to uh, Kevin Skarbinski. Two minute truck, thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. These guys will take great, great care of you and your stuff. Moving is stressful. Let these guys take that stress away. Two zero five two four seven five zero five zero. Two minute truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but we do see some congestion on Culver Road down by Goodrich and a little bit on McFarland at 69 and 43. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me. 
you don't want. All right, right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He writes with the AL.com and the Birmingham Lead uh, with the Coach Safely program. Uh, joins us every Tuesday, uh, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Kevin. Good morning, guys. I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're good. Um, George Hilo, uh, they asked Coach about it yesterday. He talks about, well, he does this every year. He brings in somebody while they're out recruiting. Like, he's got 925 analysts up there, uh, Kevin, that could uh, update him. This, they're not out recruiting. Uh, they got a ton of experience that he could uh, talk to when he gets back about, about what's going on. You're going to bring in a guy, George Hilo, that knows none of your players. Now, he may know your system, and he's going to give you a breakdown. Come on, Coach. You hired this guy for Michigan, correct? And then, you know, people are saying, oh, Coach plays chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. Well, when you give a guy an open checkbook and say you can hire and do whatever you want, it's a little, it's pretty easy to do these kind of things, right, Kevin? Easy and smart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, if, you, can gain, if you can gain some extra insight into your first playoff opponent, why would you not do it? And, and look, and it may be, it may be one bit of personnel information about a player who does certain things in certain situations. It may be one tell by an offensive lineman, what he does on running plays versus pass plays, whatever it might be. It might be, it might be, it's, and it's probably more than one bit of information, but it could be one nugget that they're able to glean about that Michigan team that comes in handy on New Year's Day that gives them an advantage that allows them to make a play or allows them to stop a play. And in a close game, that that could make the difference. So it's there, there's, no, there's no rule against it. Uh, as uh, unlike say you know filming signals of your opponents on the road, <laughs> there's no rule against this, so it's just smart. Yeah, uh, Dad, your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, you, you know when you work in a program, you know it inside and out, especially when you're in those meeting rooms. Dad, I want to get your thoughts on this. He, he hired the guy because the guy was at Michigan and he knows the system here, but uh, he's solely relying on him for Michigan information. Correct, Dad. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, he knows, you know, the little, little parts. He he knows uh, who Michigan's worried about in the offensive and defensive line of themselves, who's not quite as good as, you know, what holes might be opened up in certain places, uh, even though he wasn't there. Uh, he knows the overall way that Michigan is going to prepare for for Alabama and uh, how, got, how good they'll do with their pass defense. Uh, so... Yeah, I think it, it was. What do you, uh, if this guy just comes for a month, what do you pay a guy like that, Kevin? <laughs> for coming in for a month. Well, analysts, analysts in general don't make a lot of money. Yeah. 30. 30, you know? 35. And especially, yeah, that's, that's usually the number, 30 to 35K. Um, you know, and, and of course, a lot of those guys are former head coaches who are still getting, getting paid buyout money, so they don't need a lot of money. But being, you know, most most guys. I think this is most uh, is fairly well understood throughout the industry that you know you you can grow so much in a short period of time in working uh, working with Alabama and seeing how their operation works and you know understanding 
how things are done at the, uh, the the premier program in the country. That's that's valuable. It's valuable experience for any coach. If you're a position coach that wants to be a coordinator, a coordinator that wants to be a head coach, former head coach that wants to not make the same mistakes you made that cost you your last job and get another opportunity as a head coach. There, there's so many reasons why why coaches want to be associated with Alabama, and it may just be for a short time. It may be, as when Lane Kiffin came in, it was a maybe it was intended to be a short-term deal, but it worked out that he became the you know he was hired as the offensive coordinator after his short stint as a consultant or an outside consultant, if you will. So it's it's just one it's just one of the ways in which Nick Saban has his approach, his thoroughness, his uh, always his ability to find an edge within the rules. It's just another way that he has changed college football. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do it. Thank you. Ah, uh, there we Bye. go. Um, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I guess you should ask. Alabama questions on this show more than Auburn, but I think when a when a football coach says that they they're in, intact with their quarterback, that you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that you're intact with your quarterback because that's a mistake. Uh, and Auburn has done that. Uh, they have said they're intact and going to try the one they got. Not only not only because of injury, because people get hurt, but because of transfer rule where you might get somebody that that says to themselves, if they're intact with a quarterback, I ain't going there. I think, I think uh, and I don't, I think Hugh Freeze has made a tactical error in doing what he's done. You may totally disagree, but that's what I think. No, actually, I totally agree with you on that. Why, why show your hand? Why, why show your cards? E- even if you believe that, even if that is your approach, that they really believe that in his second year, Peyton Thorne can make a big leap forward and will be surrounded by better playmakers and thus will be a better quarterback. Why Why would you say that? Why, why would you say that? And why would you say it publicly? If yeah. you believe it privately, yeah. you can tell Peyton, if, and if you're concerned that Peyton, if Peyton Thorne is thinking of leaving, and I, I haven't heard anything to that effect, but if, you know, the only, the only, possible explanation I could think of was to reassure him that they're not going to bring someone in over him. So, yeah. so please don't leave. That could, but be. you can do that privately. Yeah. Well, why would you do that publicly? Yeah. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. Not to mention, <laughs> you know, we all saw Peyton Thorne play this year and yes, he played well at times. He played, uh, did good things against the, the, two best opponents on the schedule in Alabama and Georgia. But they had virtually no passing game against the better teams on the schedule. And, and I know you can say, and this is true, that the, offense, the the wide receiver room was not very good. It's going to be much better next year. It's going to be very young next year with these high-quality freshmen that they're bringing in, these highly touted uh, freshman receivers. But still... He just did. He was a part of that. He was not as accurate. Um, he didn't have the strongest arm. Didn't make the best decisions. So that's a very, very surprising thing to hear from 
it was a very surprising thing. Yeah, to hear I, I just think you phrase bad timing, in my, my opinion. But go, go ahead. Yeah, he explained. Oh, yeah, well, he given. Ex he explained yeah. why he said. I think he was trying to give. He said he's very comfortable with their quarterback room. They're, they are signing a, a freshman. They got Griner and then with Peyton Thorne. He said they went back and looked at all the guys last year and nobody set it on fire. Uh, he said, if I bring in another guy, then I'm probably going to lose Griner and Peyton Thorne. So these guys being able to leave so easy, uh, I think, That's is, reason, is a delicate way to handle it because these guys can just bolt on you. I guess if. Peyton Thorne's gone once. I don't know if he's graduated or not. Well, I so. guess that's 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 the answer to my question. And he said, I don't know if I'm right. That's just what I – he's very open about his answers. Like, he tells you – he doesn't give you coach speak. He tells you uh, exactly what he thinks. Uh, Kevin, yeah, that's, this is another, that's another example of this, of how we talked about it during the season at his Monday press conferences. He was brutally honest. And, and I think to his detriment at times – you know, you remember early in the season how much he waffled about whether he should be calling plays or whether he should, should he have given up the play calling and, you know, he did it so he could focus more on recruiting and, you know, the kind of things that happen all the time. Coaches, you know, revisit ideas. They second-guess themselves, but they usually do it in private. They don't usually share that in public. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, tomorrow is signing date. Um you know, a lot of times you have guys committed, and then all of a sudden, like tonight, you can't you can't get them on the phone. They're nowhere to be found. Then you start to worry uh, <laughs> when you can't get uh, the guys that you need to on the phone to make sure. Hey, we got the paperwork. Hey, we're going to sign this time. We're going to send it in. Uh, you know, maybe talk about your experience with it. Do you when you we're writing about this stuff. I don't know if you ever wrote about recruiting. Would you get tips of, hey, this guy's getting ready to flip, uh, you know, on signing date? I know there was some big kid, that, the kid that was had the Auburn tattoo that flipped, uh, Reuben Foster, I guess. Reuben Foster, uh, yeah. It's a lot of it's an anxious night for a lot of coaches, especially when you can't get the guys on the phone uh, to try to find out what's going on. Uh, just kind of talk about your experience with stuff like this. Yeah, I did. I did not cover recruiting that closely, uh, except for certain certain high profile situations. I would, you know, I would talk to people behind the scenes, talk to people close to the recruit. You guys can remember the days when, you know, teams coaches would hide recruits. They would move them to, to a different location. They would it would help them move out of town, so other schools couldn't reach them. You know, there are a lot of a lot of things like that that went on, but it's also to me, you know, those videos. Now that and we talked about this not that long ago, you know, they videotape everything nowadays, and you know those videos that come out when you'll see they'll be in their war room and there'll be seven or eight assistant coaches in there with the head coach, and one of them will get a you know they'll get a phone call, and then you see the, and they all then all of a sudden they all cheer, and everybody because they got the word. That they got his, uh, they got his letter, and they got the facts came in, or whatever, you know. And and I think, and and sometimes it looks staged when they do that, but I think a lot of times, especially when it's a high profile guy that you're not a hundred percent sure of, that you know other schools are still trying to flip at the last second when he when his name is on the dotted line, there is a sense of victory of accomplishment and maybe a sense of relief as well. So I think that's why you see some of that. I think that's genuine emotion. You see a lot of times 
when when coaches get the word that the name is on the dotted line, that the guy is in the fold. There's a lot of uh, pressure on these assistant coaches, right? Uh, the guys that they've been Ooh. recruiting. Uh, Dad can tell you that for sure. Uh, you know, you, what do you mean you can't get him on the phone? Like when you're going to try to <laughs> – can you imagine walking to Coach Saban on a guy that – that flips on you, and there was something that you missed. Uh, you missed something. You handled something wrong. Uh, there is a lot of pressure on these guys. Uh, the, correct? Correct, guys? Oh, yeah. I think the big dish well, you here. Those better, yeah, yeah. You, you were on the front lines. <laughs> but I think the big difference here is all of a sudden Coach B at another school has just called, and he can offer him $50,000 more money. Yeah. The last that, 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 it, it wasn't like that with you know we 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 talk about the people I went against Gene and and Sonny and people like that, Hugh Durham and them but but if they get hey hey get the guy twenty five thousand dollars more money we can get him and that's the kind of talk you have now yeah and 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 there are funny stories about things just naturally going wrong like Urban Meyer. Uh, with Tim Tebow, when Tebow called him, I think I think Tebow was driving. One of the two of them was driving. Tebow was about to have. Oh, it was Tebow. He was driving to his high school. Of course, he was homeschooled, but he was part of a high school where he played at Nice High School in, in the Jacksonville area. And he was driving to the press conference. He was going to he was going to announce live on signing day. And of course, we all remember it was down to Florida and Alabama with Mike Shula and how things, how history might have changed had he gone to Alabama with Mike Shula. But before, and he was very, um, Urban Meyer telling the story, it was in that documentary they, that uh, Netflix did about Florida football under Urban Meyer. And Tebow was very emotional. And before he got to the part that said, I'm, I'm coming, his phone died. So Urban Meyer was in a panic. <laughs> He described just being in a complete panic because he was worried. He was emotional. He didn't say, you know, he didn't get the phone died before he actually told him what his decision was. So he didn't know. And and it was just one of those crazy coincidences uh, that happen in situations like that. So, yeah, there's there's a ton of stories like that of coaches not really knowing until they they get a phone call right before a press conference or maybe at the press conference itself. They don't know exactly what the young man's going to do. Are we coming? Are we going to come to, to the point? It doesn't really matter, I guess, but we're going to come to the point that eventually in the years to come that the players will be employees of the university and pay taxes on their money. It looks to me like that that's what's going to happen. They're trying to keep it from happening, but you're an employee of the University of Alabama and, and you get an X amount of dollars as an employee and then you have to pay your taxes. Are we coming to that eventually? Yeah, I think I've been I've been kind of saying that, at least hinting at it for some time now, that that's ultimately where this is going to end. And now it appears it may end up there sooner rather than later with the court cases that are in the works, uh, with the money that's that's being made by these programs, with the television contracts, with the major schools consolidating. Now we're, we've gone from a power five to a power four, and who knows what the future of the ACC is? That could be the next. Uh, that could be the next carcass live. For, I mean, ripe for picking, if you will, at some point. So 
Yeah, I think that is that is going to happen. And, and what really makes sense now is for for players to be able to ha- to collectively bargain, to agree to another regular season game, to agree to a twelve team playoff, to agree to you know the conditions that they are going to compete or you could say work under. That that's that seems inevitable because let's let's be honest, it, it's not a good thing for college athletics for these players to be paid by outside sources, by boosters, by local business people, by different companies. It, it's just not you're you know you you're using a third party to essentially in and let's we all know this is being done in recruiting. It happens all the time for regardless of what the rules say you're allowed to do or what NIL is supposed to be. We know what it actually is. <clears throat> and it's recruiting inducements. So yeah, eventually to to clean all this up, to have it all done above board, to have it done honestly and fairly, it, it's going to be a an employee employer relationship. Uh, there there will be contracts, there there will be collective bargaining, there will be you know, different guys at different positions will make different amounts of money. Uh, we believe, unless unless you know, it's hard to believe that they would that players would agree. Okay, we all make, and I know Nick Saban has been an advocate. Everybody gets the same, and the NCA came out with that proposal. You know, everybody gets a minimum at least this much money, and that that was just a trial balloon. That's the NCA trying to hold on to its existence. Uh, into the future, and it's not going to happen. The, the, these power schools are going to break away in some way, shape, or form, probably under the auspices of the college football playoff. Yeah. And there will be a commissioner of some sort. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. All right, Kevin, tell everybody where they can find you and get all your great stuff. Yes. Uh, my voice is still not recovered from the Super 7, by the way. <laughs> um Let's see. You, you can follow me. The best way to get all my stuff, of course, is follow me on Twitter slash X at Kevin Skarbinski. You'll get links to oh, my Monday columns in the lead, uh, the, the Birmingham lead. It's Birmingham lead, L-E-D-E dot com. You can read my Thursday newsletter, Scarbo Knows. You can find uh, a snippet of that on al.com slash sports every Thursday morning. You subscribe to the newsletter. It's in your inbox every Thursday in its entirety, and you also will receive uh, all of the columns that are right for the lead. So that's the best way to do that. And then, and then I'm doing some, as as always, I'm doing some other freelance writing. I'm doing some things for Stanford and its Center for Sorry. Sports Analytics. So, you know, there's I just do a lot of different things. And, again, the best way to keep up with that is the links I provide through Twitter, slash X. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank, thank you, guys. Have a great week. You too. Uh, Barry? Yes, sir. Uh uh, Barry Switcher has just called. He can't be home. Okay. He's sick. Uh, so uh, if you tell the people there that uh, we don't have a guest for 815, and we'll welcome all y'all's calls to continue to come in. All right. We had uh, people that were betting how many cuss words he was going to say. The yeah, over was 18 and a half. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, you'll lose that if, I, if you took the under. All right. Uh, we want to thank Yellowwood. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. This is the Tide 100.9 SC Home of Alabama Sports. Impress your... 
WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NFL, Monday Night Football in Seattle saw the Seahawks beat the Eagles 20-17. Seattle went with quarterback Drew Locke over the injured Geno Smith. He had a 29-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Jackson Smith in Jigba with 28 seconds left to get the game-winning score. For Philadelphia, quarterback Jalen Hurts did play the entire game despite his flu issues during the week. Didn't have a touchdown pass. He had two interceptions. Did have two touchdown runs, but not enough. Philadelphia's lost three in a row to fall to 10-4 and on the season. Seattle snaps a four-game losing Skid improves to seven and seven and is tied with the Rams and Saints for the final wild card spot in the NFC. College football at the famous Toastery Bowl, Western Kentucky rallies to beat Old Dominion 38 to 35 in overtime. Hilltoppers were down 21 points to start the fourth quarter. It's the fourth largest comeback in bowl history. NBA Hawks hand the Pistons their 24th loss in a row, 131-24. Clippers won their eighth straight down to the Pacers, 151-127. Tied 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cold and dry today. Day, lots of sunshine, the high 49. Tonight, another freeze, clear with the low at 29. Then for tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 54. The high Thursday at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 26 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan traffic center, no active wrecks, but we do see some congestion on Culver Road down by Goodrich and a little bit on McFarland at 69 and 43. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. The venue one. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour inside the locker room. All-State Insurance agent, Andrew Knifer. Andrew is my agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3-0 for in Norport. Give Andrew and his staff a call today, 205-722-9201. Tell them exactly what you need with home, life, auto. He'll run the quote for you. He'll take great care of you. Once again, 205 722 Zero one. Uh, Dad, we have a tradition in our house every year uh, prior to Christmas. Uh, Jenny has all the boys, and if they have a girlfriend, they come over and they decorate gingerbread houses. Yeah, and that's all this morning. Yeah, so I always tell them, look, once you get them decorated, we'll send them out to people. They'll vote, and the winner gets 20 bucks. Well, Matt was distraught. He was wanting this 20 bucks. So he had Jenny helping him. He cried. He said he needed to win this thing really bad because he really needed the money. Uh, so uh, every time the votes would come in, if his was not picked, uh, he was upset last night about not um, winning and getting that he says he is broke and he needs that 20 bucks uh so um well i'll give him 20 bucks <laughs> i didn't see the ginger i looked at him this morning and 
I think Comer and Jack were ahead with their girlfriends or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Logan did one, and Denny helped Mac. Mac thinks he should win. So we have them rank them, and then we tell them who's the who's. They always change their vote. So anyway, that's a tradition at the Sanderson house. Uh, you decorate them. I don't. I just watch them, listen to them fight about it. All right, uh, get to the uh, Allstate Insurance Andrew Canifer hotline and get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. How are you, buddy? Nothing. Man, it's a show today, guys. I appreciate it. It was a, a great show, and I always enjoy it, and kind of gets me away from, from my little world for a couple of hours. I appreciate y'all. Well, thank you, uh, Phil. Thanks for listening, always being a part of the show. Sorry. Where do you, where, Phil, exactly where do you live? I live in Lynette, but I, I work yeah. in LaGrange. I work for a, um, I work full-time for a, government agency and then I work part time at night at Publix. I've been doing that for almost eight years. Well, uh, before you were born, I, rec- I tried to recruit somebody from Lynette and I can't remember who it was. <laughs> before I was born? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, uh, and I, now I remember when I was in high school, you did recruit a Lynette player and you got it. Who'd that get? Desi Barmore. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Desi. Transfer went to Fresno State. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I knew I, I knew I was down there some, but I couldn't I couldn't think who it was. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, I worked in Lagrange, all these Georgia folks. But uh, I, I remember another flip that was pretty famous. I was down in Auburn um, when uh, when my family we were eating at Lily Pizza that that day when uh, when the Quandizio, uh committed to Auburn, uh, the lineman. Mm-hmm. You remember him? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, his brother played at Alabama, and, and those folks went crazy when they got him. And then he got back home, and he went through the uh, the, the they they got inside, but you know they got him right when he got home. He ended up in Alabama. Yeah. Yep. Expect but, any? Uh, uh, expect any flips tomorrow, Philip? You think everything's going to go for Alabama as planned? You know, it's uh, it's hard to tell. I just. You know, all I can do is just uh, read what these guys like Andrew Bone and and Rodney have to say. I have no inside information, but it's pretty interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, a couple flips. Um, um, you know, it's anything's possible that recruiting is up in the air, man, to me. I think Dad hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, a lot of times <laughs> – and Dad could tell you this better than me, but you'd lose a recruit. We'd all, oh, they bought him. You know, they bought him. Uh, they did something for him. Well, now I guess they can buy him, right? Yeah. I mean, you can say you can't say they bought him anymore because you can buy him too. Uh, yeah. And you know, tonight there may be you know, they may be talking to a money guy, and he may say, "All right, where are we on so and so? All right, what what's yeah. the number that he would flip?" You think that could happen yeah. tonight, Philip, on some guys? Uh, you know, uh, I'm talking about well, a, f- a five-star Barry, guy. You know, well, I do. Barry, I'm on the same page with you on that. I, I think NIL is one thing, but I think on recruiting, you you dip into that collective. That's where the to me the collective is where you make that phone call to whoever's well, on you. That don't make it. You have somebody make it and say, "All right, look, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do." Yeah. Uh, when he gets there, uh, he'll roll in January. We got this lined up, this lined up. The first month, he's going to make this, uh, you know, whatever it is. That's going on tonight, right, uh, Dad? 
There'll be, a, there'll be an assistant coach call the kid's uncle and say to him, T- tell me how, uh, well, you don't call the dad. Tell me what, tell me how much this guy's getting. You're, you're, mm-hmm. And he'll say whatever. And he's sort of like, Best I talk. I talked to the head coach today. I think I think we can we can raise that about twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, you know that 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 I I don't I'm guessing, but I I expect there's going to be some some changes tonight. You know the things that people don't talk about enough. We hear about the high profile guys going in the portal. You know they'll find somewhere to go, but it's all these other guys that get bad advice that literally that had a scholarship. That literally get their phone does not mm. ring. Now in Alabama, you're at Alabama and you get in the portal. Somebody's going to take you if you're good enough to sign a scholarship at Alabama. But these other schools, Philip, I think a lot of these guys get left in the dark mm-hmm. with nowhere to go and wondering what in the world did I just do. And those those to me are the guys that listen to their uncles a little bit too much. Yeah, they they are they end up trying to get so much they get nothing. That's right. So, you know, you got to trust your coach. you, you got to be able to think about your future and what you're getting at the place where you already are and where you're established before you start jumping around to Colorado and going, you know, 800 miles from home again. So, I don't know. I think these guys don't understand how good they've got it. Yeah. To me. Yeah. To well, me. I just – I wish we could hear more of those stories where, you know, it's – where yeah, these players can get in the portal, but it's also easy for these coaches to say, "Hey, you're not going. We don't have any plans for you. Uh, you need to uh, find somewhere else to go. You need to get in the portal." Uh, these you don't hear those stories as much, but they can run these guys a lot easier now. It's not it's not hard at all to get the scholarships you need anymore, Philip. That's right. That's right. It's, uh, hey, Barry, it's just, I want to ask you. I, I want to ask you, uh, Barry, a question. How hard do you think it would be for you to get? the second most powerful man in the state on your show. Who would that be? Cedric Burns. Uh, we Dad had Cedric once who tried to get him again, and I think uh, Dad Cedric, I think he... Well, they were going through, they were going through some controversy. Yeah, maybe we can I change Cedric. I, I can probably get Cedric on. Yeah, we can get him. We've had him but, once. We can get him twice. That'd be maybe. fascinating. Yeah. Now, whether he's going to tell we you anything, I don't know if he's going to tell you anything. Yeah, uh, Cedric uh, is pretty loyal, uh, don't you think? He, well, he's very careful. Yeah, smart. What he says, he's you know he's around there with coach, and I I, I don't see him as much as I used to, but uh, he's 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 careful with what you know. Coach coaches change. I have coach's cell number, and I think he's changed that as well. So you know, all things different. I was kind of I was kind of kidding. I just would love to to be able to hear him and see what he was all about, but I know that would almost be <laughs> uh, an well, impossible. what I wish we could tell do you much. is Dad and I could have Cedric by ourselves and talk to him. Then he would be great. Uh, on the radio, I think he'd be, be guarded, but maybe not. We can see. Yep. We'll check it. Well, look, hey, I hope y'all have a great week, and I, I know you're getting ready to probably get some days off for Christmas, and uh, uh, y'all take care. and appreciate you letting me call your show. We'll be on tomorrow and, and Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow and Thursday. Then we're going to take a little break on Friday. And, uh, oh, that's good. So, yeah. All right. Thank good you. deal, man. Thank you, Philip. All right. Uh, take this break. Keep the phone lines wide open. No Barry Switzer. So, 205-342-9904. So, give us a call. And we could talk Alabama hoops. 
Uh, we can talk arena. We can talk the Arizona game. Are you frustrated with uh, this team uh, for whatever reason? Only three returning players. Uh, they do play uh, Arizona tomorrow night at uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, so we'll have to take a nap uh, prior to that. Also, Alabama has started preparation for this bowl uh, game there and against the Michigan Wolverines. And they did hire a guy used to be with Michigan. I wish Coach would have just said that. Look, I hired the guy to help me with Michigan. He knows our program inside and out. Uh, but he handled it properly. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. The Birmingham 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cold and dry today. Lots of sunshine, the high 49. Tonight, another freeze clear with a low at 29. Then for tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 54. The high Thursday at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Wade's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. That's the great folks at Wayne's. Make sure you're home is protected from those unwanted pests. When they come out, they'll put a flower on the door. They'll take great care of you. They've been doing it for me for the last couple of years. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Call them today, 866-WAYNES-1, and tell them you heard it on the inside the locker room. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, we'll keep the phone lines open, 205-342-9904. Uh, Justin did pull the Saban uh, press conference from yesterday, and we'll go ahead and pull up his opening statement. Here's... Coach Saban in the Malmore uh, building yesterday in preparation for this Michigan game. So, you know, the uh, first three days of practice here, we really tried to focus on fundamentals. Um, you know, I think everybody's got to practice with a plan, a sense of purpose. Uh, everybody's got to kind of reinvest into uh, conditioning, reinvest into fundamental techniques, uh, discipline to execute, blocking, tackling, um, it all translate into, will translate into positive performance in the game. Um, and I think it's, you know, hard to carry the momentum from the season to a game when you got almost a month, you know, between games. So players really have to reinvest in, um, you know, all those things. The players did a good job, you know, in the two weeks in between and finals week. Um, and we've had three good days of work. Uh, so we want to continue that. Uh, for the next four practices and you know hopefully we'll get closer to where we need to be in terms of being able to go play like we're capable of playing you know in this game it's a great opportunity for our players it's a great challenge for them but you know you're not really owed anything when you're playing these games you know it's like a one game season when you're playing in the playoffs so we got to put everything into it we can uh, and everybody's working hard to try to do that um you know i'd like to congratulate the 15 guys that we had graduate on saturday uh Three guys got master's degrees, uh, Justin Aboyby, Seth McLaughlin, and Will Reichert, and 12 other guys graduated. Uh, we've had six guys make, you know, some kind of All-American teams, Dallas Cooley, Terry On, uh, J.C. Latham, Will Reichert, Caleb Downs. So really proud of those guys for their performance. But, you know, I think they would be the first to tell you that uh, their success comes because of their teammates and 
you know, all the guys who contribute to allowing them to have positive performance. So, um, you know, we're just grinding through it and working. And, um, you know, tomorrow we'll get back at it. Uh, now, you and I have never had to do this. Uh, obviously, that long of a layoff between your last game, the team takes two, week, two weeks off, then they come back. Uh, you know, you can't play Michigan until you get to Michigan, so you don't want to rev them up. So it's more about right now, probably this. He said they had four more practices, I guess, before they go home for Christmas, and they'll probably meet back here and then fly out. But uh, it's more about just worrying about yourself, getting yourself back acclimated right, than trying to get all revved up about Michigan this early. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and of course basketball will be different, but is the conditioning of the linemen. I think I think your linemen who are big and heavy um, enjoy eating, um, taking a conditioning of them for the for the month. To me, and I know nothing, but be something that your trainers and your your people who work with the conditioning program really have to stay on top of. I think your I think your wideouts are you know the near they can run run all the time probably and they they can stay fairly well conditioned but your your people on both sides of the ball whether it be the offensive or defensive linemen to me it's scary if you've got that big line and 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 they're not halfway conditioned in a month that's to me is sometimes the difference in a game yeah uh, and I think if anybody knows how to do it and our coach is probably Done oh, sure. in a lot of different yeah. ways. But once you go through it, especially as many times as he's been through it, I think he probably figured out the right formula. Uh, but every player and every team's different. All right, uh, let's just go to the second clip here about self scouting, looking at yourself, uh, the tendencies in breaking uh, with the idle weeks. That's kind of what you're talking about there. Here's what Coach said about that. You know, we do quality control just about every week, you know, on what our tendencies are and what we're doing and what we can do to try to you know, break those in some way, shape, or form. So, um, and certainly with this extra time here, that's something that we most certainly are trying to do. All right, let's go to, well, i tell you what, Noah, Noah, uh, Justin, play the bringing in George Hilo uh, clip and then, and then go right down to the one when they ask if Hilo is replacing uh, Hutzler. You know, Coach didn't want to talk a lot about this. He will a little bit. I don't even know how it got out, to be quite honest with you. I probably, probably didn't want it out. But play both of those clips, and I want to get Dad's comment on it. Well, George has been here before, so he was with us for a long time. You know, knows our system. Uh, I think every year that, you know, we've been in the playoffs, we've, you know, tried to bring somebody in primarily because, um, you know, we spent two weeks really on the road recruiting. Um, so uh, somebody to do a little extra work uh, that has ex- good experience. Um, and, you know, when we get off the road, being able to give us a good scouting report of what we need to know. And um, so that's, you know, the purpose just to add, you know, sort of a, a special assistant to me, whatever you want to call it, to, um, you know, when I come off the road, be able to get me up to speed on what's happening. So um, that that's the reason we've always done that. Look, we're not concerned about any of that stuff right now. You know, we got a game coming up. Uh, Coleman Hutzler is here. He's finishing the season. I don't have time right now to go through the due diligence of hiring anybody or even be concerned about that. So, um, you know, we're, we're focused on what we got to do right now. 
All right, now I think the first thing that he said about bringing this guy in that knows Michigan, it's like uh, anytime, you know, Dad, when you were in the SEC, after a few years, you you knew all these programs because you've been competing against them. You knew what hurt them. Uh, but when you don't play these teams very often, you don't really know their personnel. Mm-hmm. To have a guy in there that knows their personnel, probably recruited a lot of these guys, knows the coaching tendencies, that's a humongous help, in my opinion. Uh, your no, team. it really is. It's a big-time help. And you haven't worked for a year, and you're anxious to get your foot back in the door in football, you're going to come in there and have everything broken down, and you're going to know, uh, you know, especially the the juniors and seniors on the Michigan team, he'll know a lot about those guys. Uh, maybe not the freshmen and sophomores, but the, the, the two oldest ones, two oldest classes he'll know a lot about it. And I think it'll, you know, it'll be he'll be he'll be as nervous as coach is about the game, hoping that Alabama wins so he'll look good. So it's it's um, you know, they they they're working night and day. Now they've got another group uh, that he's already assigned. That he doesn't talk about uh, to, to the Washington Texas game, and one on one on each side of the ball because he don't know who's going to win. I don't either. But uh, you got to stay on because you just, in my understanding, you just have a week before you play a championship game. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Well, you and got, these aren't teams like, you know, you play <laughs> SEC teams. You're familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, just because you've, I mean, obviously, unless it's a brand new coach, uh, but, uh, you know, you put all your focus into that Michigan game. I don't think coach is not wasting any time on uh And they played Texas, and they know, but uh but I think it's a huge tip. It'd be like me if I if somebody hired me, I was going to play Dave Odom's team. They hired me. I I would know what Coach Odom's doing I, just because I've been with him. <laughs> you know, I I would know how he's running his meetings, how he's going to practice his team, what he's going to emphasize to be ready to play. So I think that's uh, pretty, pretty. I think it's a huge advantage. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Harbaugh try to hire somebody. Maybe he'd keep it under the wraps. All right, uh, you know, I know Coach always tries not to comment on things. I think he's being honest when he says he, he doesn't know enough about it to comment. They actually him about they're planning on changing their signs based on, uh, I guess, Michigan had somebody at one of the SEC championship games a couple of years ago filming and stuff there. Uh, they asked Coach about that. Here's what he said. Uh, not really. Um, you know, we always change things up a little bit, but um, – you know, we're, we're, we're focused on what we have to do to try to get good execution. And, um, you know, I, we, we, we we're not really concerned about any of that stuff. Uh, you know, obviously they're asking about the signs. Well, That's not something he's going to comment, the, but he the, is concerned about it, I'm sure. Yeah, the Michigan football team will spend a lot of time watching the Georgia film. Now, there'll be other films that they'll watch. Uh, they won't watch Auburn much, but uh, they'll – they may, may, well, they may watch Auburn, but they, they'll watch this last game because there's a big talking point there. You're playing a team that beat the number one team in the country. And um, here's what they did to do it. They threw it when they when we thought we were going to run it, and they ran it. We thought, you know, those kinds of things. So <clears throat> I think the one thing that that Michigan is, is not as adept at is, I think, as Georgia now is throwing the football. I think you're. I think you're seventy-five percent run, and that's what I think. Now whether they'll change that, or not, I don't know. 
Yeah, you know, it's um, it's an advantage. Yeah, but I would go – I always look at films. I look at scores and I when teams I play, who beat them, who played them really close, and then I go watch to see what they did. So if I'm Alabama, I'm going to go watch the TCU game uh, from last year. Uh, I'm going to see what, what did TCU do against these guys. They got blown out against Georgia. But yeah, you, you look at games – uh, well, I would think for sure Michigan would pick that Auburn game apart. Heck, Auburn uh, had Alabama beat if it wasn't for fourth to 31. So I would think they would pick that game apart. They ran the quarterback a lot, and that's something that Michigan likes to do. All right, we got uh, Tom holding it. We'll, we'll get him when we get back from break. Let's tell him about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. Uh, attorneys that can give you some help if you're confused and you have an accident or you have something that shouldn't have been an accident, that you're injured, and the injury is causing you a lot of problems. And if you'll go uh, on the telephone, visit with them, they'll give you uh, a little bit of a history of what they've done with other cases like yours. Three four five one two three four, and then go by 701 Rice Mountain Road, visit with them in person. Uh, these guys uh, have been very, very successful, not just in Tuscaloosa area, but uh, throughout throughout the southeast. So Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't play. Pay. It's the Tide 100.9 home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but we do see some congestion on Culver Road down by Goodrich and a little bit on McFarland at 69 and 43. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. Tide. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Looking Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Uh, you can look at the new inventory. They got the used cars or the pre-owned right there on the website. You can schedule a service. We'll talk with Justin tomorrow. We'll find out everything they got out there on the lot. Uh, Last-minute Christmas gift would be great to go out and get uh, one of your loved ones a truck, uh, Toyota Camry, or one of those Grand Highlanders. Uh, so get by Skyland Boulevard today. See David DeSantis, Justin troll and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, to the uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline, get Tom back in the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Good morning, Coach, again. Uh, thanks for letting me come back in. Uh, what's the guy's name that Coach hired from Michigan, George? What? Hilo. Hilo. Yeah. Here's how that conversation went. Coach Saban, George Kilo on line one. Hey, George. Hey, Coach. Uh, I don't know if you remember me or not, but I was just calling you to tell you that I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. And, uh, you know, I ain't working at Michigan, Michigan no more. You know that SOB fired me. And, you know, <laughs> and the guy that he hired to take my place, guess what? He had to fire him because he was stealing signs with a CIA agent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Coach, I, I'm just calling to tell you, if there's anything that I can do to help you with anything like, 
help you with Michigan because I know all about them inside and out. I'll come down to Tuscaloosa, and you don't have to pay me a freaking thing. I'll come, and I will work free. And uh, and you know what? I would love to see you take that son gun down before he goes to the NFL, Coach. Coach, what day are you going to get back recruiting? The day you get back, I'll have that game plan laid out for you. I'll go over every one of their personnel, special teams, defense, uh, quarterbacks, tendencies. Uh, they don't have good receivers. I'm telling you, you can do this, that, and the other. I will get, Now, you take whatever of it, whatever you want to take. You can use some of it, none of it, all of it, whatever you're comfortable with. But I'm telling you, I know these guys inside and out. So what's it going to hurt? You don't even have to put me up. I got a friend there that I can stay with in his basement, uh, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I had to call in. That ran across my mind when y'all were talking about it. But, hey, that was good, Sam. I got to give you credit. Buddy. But it's probably probably did go a little oh, bit exactly. something like that. Uh, oh, maybe exactly. I will. I tell you what. George, we'll give you $10,000. I've done this before in the past. I brought Lane Kiffin in here. We had him help us with our offense. And, uh, you know, Sark went through some problems. We all have problems. I, I can't guarantee you anything, but just come in here and work hard. We'll see what happens. And the guy's going to come in here, and he's going to work so hard. He's going to uh, be like Odie over there. Now, you know th that this guy is excited. <laughs> that it got out to the paper because he wants people to know that Nick Saban oh, thinks enough SID about him. Put that out. Dude, like the SID put that out there. Come on. But I'm saying, like, George Hilo <laughs> wants it out. I don't know that oh, yeah. Coach Saban yeah, really cares. Yeah, because they're going to say if Coach builder. Saban would bring that guy in, then he must be pretty smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, you're exactly right. Good job. I, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, well, that's about how it went, I'm sure. So, anyway. I think I think Coach called him. Oh, I'm sure he did. He said, hey, who's tied to that Michigan program that we know? Don't you remember George? George was back here in 2012. He knew all about what, what all we did. He was right there with him. And come to think of it, Coach Harbaugh fired him, so you know he ain't he ain't got no loyalty towards him. Uh, see, you don't think it's a coincidence that he hired a Michigan guy that's been in Michigan, do you? That? Oh, of course not. Yeah. No. Is that? Uh, but then, does Coach even have to call Greg Byrne and say, "Look, Greg, I'm gonna bring in George Hela. We need to give him twenty grand to come in here. We'll have him spend. Going to have to put him up. Does <clears throat> Coach even call Greg to ask, or does he call Greg and tell? He calls assistant AD. Tells assistant AD to. <laughs> Does he pay out of pocket for it? Just nah, he no. No, no, no. He ain't paying out of pocket. Uh, so he says, calls the assistant AD and says, look, George Hilo was here. He's at Michigan now. He don't know whether they've stole our signs or not because he was part of the sign stealing deal when they were there. Uh, we need to get him back here. I'd like to pay him 15. Can we draw up a little contract and get him in here? Don't you think the AD would like for his team to play in the national championship game? <laughs> yeah, so. And do you think Greg Burns ever told Nick Saban no? Uh, I think probably when they tried to hire Hugh Freeze, he may have said we need to go through the conference office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you think he's ever said, no, Coach? That comes to mind. I think I think you would hire Hugh Freeze if the conference office got involved in it. And I think Coach and I think the AD probably had a, it. Just didn't it didn't work. 
but it's probably not easy as an AD. Like, you know, Nick Saban's going to make you look good, but he's also, I don't want to say hard work for because Greg Burns not working for him, but uh, the demands that he makes, uh, he kind of keeps everybody on edge over there, doesn't it? Uh, well, when you end up bringing in celebrities to speak to your team, and you fly them in uh, either on the school plane or however, and you pay them a, a amount of money, which we don't talk about. Uh, there'll be some that will come because it's Alabama and they want to do it to, for the publicity. But there'll be most of them, a lot of them, some of them, who will expect to get paid. And uh, when you first do that, when you do that for your first time ever, when Greg came in, he did that, it was a little bit, Sort of scratch your head and try to figure out, you know what. I mean, what, I wonder what, what they. But nobody ever talks about that. I wonder if they had to pay Kobe. Maybe they had to go get him. Oh. Uh, but they had to pay Kobe or Mike Tyson. Those guys. To come I in. would imagine. I would imagine so. Uh, I don't. I don't know who would tell us. Cedric can't even tell us that. I don't know. I might ask Coach. I might. I'll ask him. I'll ask him when we get the golf tournament sometime. Uh, they had uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was in here this year. I know my buddy saw him play. They brought him in. He played golf out of Indian Hills with some guys, and he came in and spoke uh, to the team. Uh, but what would you pay a Ken Griffey Jr. come in and speak to your team? I mean, you guys are talking 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, and we know that Coach gets paid around a million dollars to be on Pat McAfee. I think one of my favorites was Ernie Johnson when he yes. came. He always is a good speaker. Yeah, Ernie Johnson. You have to also find out when you call these guys in advance as to what the figure is going to be or what you're going to say if if they if you call their agent and you say I'd like to have so and so you know we call their agent. The agent, of course, the agent's going to get him a little cut. Oh yeah. And the agent's going to say, well, we have Joe on, but it's, it's going to cost. He probably, agent hands on the phone and says, what what number can I tell them that's just yeah, not too right. obnoxious, but yeah. we're not going to leave any money on the table? You have to do it You have to do it in a nice way. You probably don't call the guy that, in, in most of the cases, you call the agent rather than the person himself, you, however. You would may, you call somebody that spoke there before? Say, I mean, what would they give you when you went over there? What would you get? Uh... No, because you don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. You might. I don't know if we can tell this, but you always do, so I'm gonna tell it. Uh, so at the Jimmy Rain banquet, uh, Justin, they always have a guy come in and speak. They and pretty. You know, I've had Cam Newton. They've had Peyton Manning. How much do you think Tim Tebow? This guy's now Dabo spoke. Dabo spoke forever, but you're supposed to speak about. 30 minutes. How much do you think Tim Tebow said he wanted to come speak <laughs> for 30 minutes to the Jimmy Rain Foundation? Um, they, they're raising money for kids to go to college. Would you want Garner to guess how much Tebow? It, actually, when you told me this, Dad, I lost a lot of respect for Tim Tebow. What do you think, Tim oh, Tebow? Oh, well, that doesn't make me feel good. I was yeah. going to say it's either zero or like... 30 minutes now. Three mil? Three oh, million for thirty minutes. Oh, he asked for ninety thousand. Oh, so, yeah, I'm overdoing it. That's ninety four thousand. <laughs> to come in and speak. Ninety four thousand. We got we got Terry Bradshaw for sixty eight. I mean, the guy spoke for thirty minutes and got sixty eight thousand dollars. Terry Bradshaw. And Terry Bradshaw wasn't even that good. Was he? <laughs> that blows my mind. 
maybe, man, that makes me lose a little respect for Tim Tebow as well. Yeah, I mean, they're Ray, Jimmy Rain is literally raising money for kids to go to college, and they they'll bring back these kids that he's given the Jimmy Rain scholarship to, and they'll talk about how Jimmy Rain changed. Like Jimmy Rain's one of the most giving people. Uh, there he is for Tim Tebow to ask for ninety thousand dollars. I think they told him to ninety four thousand. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we had. Uh, Mac Brown, uh, Vince Dooley, I guess they honored. Yeah, we Vince had Dooley. we had George Bush's pilot <laughs> one time playing when George Bush was president. What was the lady's name? Oh, that came her, in her husband yeah. got killed. Yeah, I know it. I had my picture made with it. I can't think of her name. Oh, God. I can't think of what he did. He was in the last deal. He was famous. I don't know. Yeah, we've had some. Peyton's been in twice, and Peyton uh, wants a bunch. Peyton's where, Peyton wears me out. I've had enough. Well, that was one year Peyton was being sued for some of the stuff he did with a trainer, so they wouldn't. Yeah. They had a moderator up there, and he just asked Peyton softball yeah. questions. Yeah. Uh they don't let people ask questions, but, uh, you know, sometimes Pat Dye would speak, uh, Justin. If he'd had a lot of wine, there ain't no telling what he's going to say. Uh, wine and Pat Dye with a microphone is not a good combination. Uh, and Dabo Sweeney? Oh, Barry, he, Barry, they had never got dinner, that. Barry they, got wore out with Dabo Sweeney. He got, he got old. They served dinner. By the time <laughs> yeah, Dabo Sweeney got to, they had to serve breakfast. He spoke for so long. Yeah, Barry's fussed about that for all the years. Uh, and he, Dabo likes Dabo. <laughs> Dustin, can you see that? Well, he was in his, he was getting in his prime then. He, he, he just, loves him some Dabo. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to you know what I suggested this year for him to do? What's that? And it ain't going to work. I, I, way before football started, he ran out of the phone. I said, I'll give you a suggestion. I always tell him, I said, why don't you have, I said, if you want to fill it up and really make some money out of this thing, I mean, big money, more than 900 at the at the banquet, have Nick and Hugh, uh, and Hugh Free speak together. Have one speak for thirty minutes, the other one speak for thirty. I said, I, I, I said, unless there's a problem at the football game where they get, and, and sure enough, there was a problem at the football game. <laughs> that about one on like. Who do game. you think sits right by Jimmy, uh, Justin? If you had to guess, and <laughs> and hams it up with him the entire time, if you had to guess. It wouldn't be when our... I say who it is. You're gonna say, oh, I didn't think about that. Who is? I'm gonna say it wouldn't it wouldn't be coach here, would it? Well, he's already been with him before. He gets with him prior to it. Bruce Pearl is right by him, greasing him up uh, big time. Yeah, and, and Stalin's just by him. But Stalin's just Stalin's is Stalin's got one ear he can't hear out of, <laughs> and so he has to put Stalin's has to be on a, on a certain side to talk to people. Yeah, God, so, I've told so much. <laughs> I think uh, if you had those guys speak, but I would. I don't know. Coach might speak though. He might do that. Well, if they would, if they would do it together, he would he would kill it. We, we couldn't get him in that room. But I, I but I said to him now, now. Let me tell you this now. For Haley and Haley, yeah, does it, and all of them talk about. Um, be darn sure now. You know, I don't know that it would work because there might be a hard there might be hard feelings after the Alabama Auburn football game. And if there is, that ain't going to work. First of all, they're going to want to figure out who's going to go first. 
if they're going to speak 30 minutes apiece, who's going to go first. And so it, I thought it was a bad idea and a good idea. If you're I, Nick Saban, he, this is not Nick's style, would you make a joke about the fourth and 31? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think that I think that fourth and thirty-one ruined my idea. Yeah, yeah, and probably some of these things are going to happen tonight in these recruiting battles. <laughs> yeah, that's, are, that's another point. Those are going to yeah, ruin your my idea. Got ruined tonight. Too. Yeah, 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 tonight it ruined. All right, we'll take the break here. Uh, if you could hear one guy speak, who would it be? Yeah. Call us, let us know. Two of them. That, maybe get some suggestions for. Jimmy Rain. Yeah, uh, we need some. Some guy just sent on the app said, uh, what did he say? He said to speak at Auburn, uh, give him a Walmart gift card and a Klondike bar is all you got to <laughs> give him. You just tied no, 100.9. This, this ain't Auburn. This is, this is the Montgomery yeah, Who is the one guy or gal or whoever that you'd want to hear speak? Uh, Justin, you can tell us when you get back from break. Maybe you'll give us a great idea. We had John Wayne's daughter. John Wayne's daughter. I still talk, I'm still talking to her on the internet. All right, you're Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but we do see some congestion on Culver Road down by Goodrich and a little bit on McFarland at 69 and 43. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. The Birmingham Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cold and dry today. Lots of sunshine, the high 49. Tonight, another freeze, clear with the low at 29. Then for tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow, 54. The high Thursday at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34. Four degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Inside of the locker room. All right, uh, bowl game tonight. Uh, we got the uh, let's see the Toyota Toyota Stadium. It is the what is it called? The Scooters Coffee. I guess there's a Scooters Coffee here on 15th Street Frisco Bowl. Can you sell enough coffee to make money? You think you have to sell a lot of coffee to make money? You got uh, if you're Starbucks, you can. But Texas San Antonio. Takes on Marshall. Um, what do you think about that bowl game last night? Uh, West Kentucky down twenty eight points. Can you believe with that? With a third string quarterback, comes back and wins thirty eight thirty five. Pretty special for that kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's the, the largest comeback in the history of bowls. They're uh, twenty one down at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, Thursday night. South Florida, Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That game is in Boca Raton. So Boca Raton's pretty nice. Uh, Friday night, Dad, Georgia Tech takes on Central Florida, two six-and-six ball clubs in Tampa in Raymond James Stadium in the Union Home 
Mortgage Gasparella Bowl. Uh, who you like, Georgia Tech or, he, or uh, Gus Malzahn and UCF? UCF's a four-and-a-half-point favorite uh, down in Tampa. I'd probably take Georgia Tech. I, I, if I had a blue plate, I guess I don't. But you do. You got well, to do whatever you want. I don't know. Well, I, I, have, to, I have to go back and look. But I like I liked, uh, I liked Utah. Utah. They're in uh, – I think it's Utah I liked. Utah's playing Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, right. And that is in the Las, out in Las Vegas, the SRS. I don't know what that is, Distribution Bowl. Uh, Utah is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, eight and four, taking on seven and five Northwestern. I think it's actually good for LSU – just I want your opinion on this. I think it's good for LSU that Jaden Daniels is not playing. I think it allows them to play Nussmeyer, get a good look at him. They got a transfer coming from uh, Vanderbilt now. I felt like last year, even Bryce Young playing, they would have given Jalen Milrow uh, all the snaps, the preparation for the game. I think it's good sometimes for those guys not to play. Not for the bowl. I know the bowl and everybody wants, but for LSU – Jane Daniels is not coming back anyway. I think it's good that Nussmeyer is going to get the start. Your thoughts? No, yeah, I think, I think so. Right. It's, it's kind of a transitionary period. Um, the spring game, you can say, gives them action, but it's not as much as it, as an actual game. Well, you're giving them the, all the preparation, all the snaps. Right, yeah. Dan? Does, yeah, exactly. does that help Nussmeyer? Does it help the coaching staff get a better feel for whether they think he can be the guy next year? Yeah, I think it helps Jaden, too, to run his contract for the pros, too. Yeah, so... They probably offered him some to play, but he probably said, nah, I just won the Heisman. All right, that's it for today's show. We're going to get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show, so keep it locked in. I got to go up to Florence, Alabama today, so hopefully I won't see any deer on the way back uh, tonight. Uh, I'm going up there to play in the Times Day, the Classic. All right, you list the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>